0: damn uh. yeah. welcome back to another episode of the 104 podcast this is a podcast about the edmonton oilers in a healthy and productive manner uh. my name is Ron vj i'm your co-host on my right is a man who just got an amazing endorsement from jim matheson terry jones and uh david Staples. no bob stopper it's Elliotanti. Might as well have been Dave Sebold, honestly. I'm surprised he wasn't on that <laughs> list. Yeah, to be honest.
1: <laughs> how you doing? What a two weeks! Yeah, the been, season is done.
0: It's done. I don't know how you feel about you know, that. Congratulations! We did this is
1: the first time this in it's the true. show we've did an entire season.
0: That's true. It's that very about basically true?
1: every game. Yes. Well, after this episode, we will have yes. And uh, <laughs> yeah, congratulations, buddy. Thank you. Nice job. Congratulations to
0: you too. I think we did a wonderful job. What would you grade our performance?
1: Uh, you know, I would put us on the opportunity side of the strengths and opportunities.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> Mostly because I can't get here like until 15 like minutes after. 15. Yeah, yeah. We uh, usually. <laughs> so maybe I'm on the opportunities. You're, yeah, you're probably on yeah, the strength yeah. side.
0: That's, That's good. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. We have things to work on in the off season. It's, <laughs> it's totally fine. Me and your strengths coach coming up. All right. So let's get to the recap and uh, we'll, we'll recap what happened in the last two weeks.
1: Alrighty, last recap of the season. Let's do it. And in typical Oilers fashion, really bad. One win, <laughs> three losses. A win that we really didn't need either. The worst was yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was gonna go back. I think the Oilers have won every last game of the season for a while, yeah, or very close true. to it. And it has. I mean, we've got McDavid, but really, like, kind of negatively impacted our yeah, totally our team. <laughs> loss to Vegas. Very dispirited effort, I felt, from the Emerson Oilers.
0: That was the worst one, I think. It's because that that was the game that we found out that the Oilers didn't make the playoffs. Uh, And also we had the the McDavid interview right afterwards. But yeah, it was a pretty...
1: Which we will be talking (coughs) about.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Then
1: that carried over to a 6-2 loss to Colorado. A roll in Colorado at that point. Yep, they they were flying. And... Yeah, I mean, it's just... I don't know.
0: <laughs> what more can you what can say can you about say this one?
1: Then 3-2 to San Jose. San Jose's a good team. Okay. <laughs> <I know. laughs> then the Oilers and Flames. No one on the Flames. The, the, the Flames basically dress their AHL team. Minus. Yeah. Minus. Plus, but, um, so they're like
0: full they're like line. What's his
1: name? Johnny Hockey. He's trying to get to 100 points, Johnny right? Johnny
0: Goudreau. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And he needed two points. He didn't get there. No, he didn't get there. But you know oh, who did not. get there? Leon saddle got Ooh, there. Ooh, got that 50? 50. 50 goals. Got that 50. <laughs> so, the Oilers won that game 3-1. I think it actually put them back a point a place in the uh
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that order. in the playoff draft thing.
1: 1 of 3. <laughs> yep. You know, I I guess if this is like truly emblematic of the year, I'd say it was like uh it would have been like a 2-1-2 a and 1 kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. basically kind of how the Oilers ended up. Just, but it is pretty emblematic of just the year that was the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, losing games they should have won, and winning games they should have lost. should have lost. <laughs> That's, that so should true. be the new brand. That should be the, the Edmonton Oilers, <laughs> <laughs> losing games they should have won and winning games they should have lost.
0: Zigged when you should have zagged. That's the <laughs> <laughs> that's the Oilers in on that show. Who What uh, are your
1: strengths and opportunities for oh this last boy. final week?
0: I have to give it to I have to give it to to our captain Connor um, for our strengths. He first of all, I mean, he was fantastic for the rest of the season. Um, he got injured. Um, Elliot, you have a hot take about that. He's perpetually injured Connor McDavid. Yeah.
1: Worse than Taylor Hall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I thought you were a Taylor Hall stand. Whoa. So <clears throat> McDavid excuse me, McDavid um, you know, had a had a fantastic end of the season. Uh McDavid also had to deal with the media in Vegas, had to answer why the Oilers didn't make the playoffs, gets injured, doesn't need surgery um, I think he just like I this is more of like a pity one more of like I feel sorry for you Connor that I had to do this shit so this is my this is for you this is for you the last one last one of the season I'm giving it to you Connor yeah and I'm kind of
1: doing the same thing with my strength as well obviously we mentioned Dry Saddle got to 50 goals mm-hmm. He had an outstanding season his contract was a gross underpayment as I've said several times on the show <laughs> Um, and <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a career year, and and they've becoming they're becoming that next the next dynamic duo. Absolutely, uh, I think it's really fitting that we both have them in our strengths this week. I don't think there's much more to be said. No, your opportunity sort of confuses. It me. is a
0: confusing thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain it a bit. Uh, so Kevin Gravel. Uh, was been scratched for the last 24 games, got into the game in, 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 uh, in Calgary, uh, and didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> like, Kevin Gravel should have been uh, one of those cheap players that made an effort to go to, uh, you know, to, to be the bridge between like the young defenseman and the older defenseman. He just sucks. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Kevin Gravel could have been a little bit better this year. And he, like, the last game, he's been scratched last game. I just didn't know who else to give it to. There were so many other people that I could have given to. But I'm just like, you know what? Kevin Gravel. Yeah, he's
1: like a 6'7". Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's not a whole lot once. Like, just the end of the season was so depressing. And it was so, like,
1: like... Mid level AHL player. Yeah,
0: it was either him or Kevin Gernbell. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sort of emblematic of the season as well, too. I'm going to give mine to Koskinen. Yes, um, I think he deserves this. I think he had a rough end of the season. I think uh, uh, there are lots of questions there. And I think he leaves this season with more questions and answers. Yes. Um, I mean, obviously, we're stuck with him. He's got a pretty lucrative contract, and and, and for a, a long term deal, he played a lot down the stretch. He
0: did. Um, I think and I think way it started to
1: show. Yeah, exactly. It started to show towards the end. Um, but look, I think if you look at, you know, the underachieving Gravel and <laughs> the disappointing or, or um, questionable effort of Goskinen and you compare that to David and Dry, I mean, that's basically the Oilers' season, right? Right. There's like. Uh, you're either immense highs or immense lows. Yeah. And uh, not a lot of people in between, you know? Yeah. And yeah. You, you got players like, well, obviously, our friend uh Nuge, career-year.
0: Nuj, Nuge, fantastic. Um, Cassian,
1: Cassian. career-year. Mm-hmm. Uh, some examples of that. Right, what's his name? The guy that was on a PTO. Cheese Chase on? Yeah, Cheese Chase <laughs> Cheese Chase <on>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh And then you had other the other side of that, which is... Uh, just a complete another failure and I think that's not a failure but a very poor year
0: I think it's fine to call it a failure
1: <laughs> so that's the Oilers year Like yeah. you, had, you have either everyone's at 150% or negative mm. 150% and yeah, I think totally. our strengths and opportunities this week are emblematic of that
0: yeah no and I mean like you can definitely have to pick like you're totally right I think the, the Oilers are missing those bridge players like I think we have maybe a few like I'm talking like Cassian I'm talking like Gagne I'm talking like Kobe Cave. those players that are just they're not like, they're not going to be like top six players, but we'll be able to handle something. Um, but then we had people like Ratty who had, didn't do a whole lot. Like Ryan Spooner didn't do a whole lot for the season, and then we had like, um, sorry, who am Consciously
1: avoiding Tobias Reader, hey eh?
0: Tobias. I mean, I. You know. This is all his fault. There's really.
1: If he just scored eleven <laughs> or twelve more this goals, this was
0: an opportunity just to Tobias Sreeder. But to be fair, without all that nonsense, Tobias Reeder, yes, it's one of those players. Like you should have done better. Like, and we're talking again in front of, like Milan Lucic again should have done better. Or like, I don't. This is the problem. That bridge.
1: So let's talk about the news.
0: Yeah, let's uh, let's get right into the news. First thing first, in Vegas. Um, you know, when you go to Vegas, you've been to Vegas, right?
1: I cannot neither uh,
0: <laughs> confirm or deny confirm or deny that I've been to Vegas. You're like, no comment. <laughs> so, For a bachelor party. If Hypothetically, if you go to Vegas, <laughs> when you go to Vegas, you go there, you're super excited. You're like, man, I'm going to go to the slots. I'm going to party. I'm going to do I've this. I've heard these things that this. happen. Yes. And then you go there and then... You go to the slots, you spend $200, and you lose it all, and all of a sudden you're like, fuck it, I'm going to get it back. And I'm going to get my $200 back, and then all of a sudden your weekend's over. This is what happened to the Oilers when they, go, when they went to Vegas. The middle of the the period, Colorado gets a point. They're out of the playoffs. Going through the game, they they lose 3-1. It was actually a pretty good game, a spirited effort for the Oilers. But then everything just, like, fell off the bandwagon, fell off the wagon, And McDavid was in an interview with the media. They asked him, hey, did you know that you're out of the playoffs? And he's like, no, I just heard right now. Um, And they asked him about it. And this is what he said. So it's been an insane season. Coaching change, GM change, good times and bad times. It's been a roller coaster. It's been emotionally challenging. It's been hard mentally to keep on going. But we were always kind of right there. We were close and then drifted away. That's the way it goes. Uh, We don't even have a GM, so I don't think we're in any position to comment on next season. Someone asked about next season. Um, We have a lot of crap to figure out. I hope we can put the right man in their spot and put together a good team. And he asked him about his frustration. He mentions, it's really high. It's really, really high. It's frustrating. We want to play in the playoffs as a team. I personally want to play in the playoffs. I'm not happy about it. It's going to be a long summer. What were your first thoughts when you saw this interview?
1: I mean, I. My first thoughts were, this is going to get a lot more attention than it actually deserves. guess, <laughs> and it did. It sure did. And then I was like, "Where's that first tweet from Toronto? Some Toronto faceless account that says McDavid wants out." That happened.
0: Of course, it happened. It happened.
1: And then for where? Big, and where? then how long before the inbred media picks up on that trend and writes a story about whether McDavid wants to leave or not? Thanks, Elliot Friedman, for just you know quashing all the good <laughs> things I had to think about you.
0: <laughs> Justin Bourne did the same thing, yeah, Kim and I mean it did the same thing I mean,
1: look, I think the the good thing about why Connor McDavid is a leader in on the team is that he can channel uh the team's feelings and the team plays for him as much as he plays for the team, right, and what was really clear in that statement is that it was like this is not good enough and but beyond that like. I'm mad about it, Mm -hmm. and we need to figure things out here. And I mean, he's right. Like the 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 the, the thing that sticks out for me from that is like good times and bad times. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were times when the team was insanely good. Yep, and and it was. You think about the first eight games of the season; they lose four straight, and then go on a four-game winning streak after you know a crazy come behind, come from behind, four-three win or 5-4 win against Winnipeg you know and it was sort of like that set the tone for the season where it was just going to be up and down Mm -hmm. unfortunately there were more downs than up and unfortunately like the controversy around the team I think caused in particular like the McClellan and then Shirelli just caused so much um, so many problems right that he just sort of encapsulated (laughs) all that in that statement and and good on him. I mean, I'm yep, really, I really I like. I, you know, I have lots of issues with the Oilers organization and the leadership group of the Edmonton Oilers organization. I've had for a long time and have been pretty vocal about that on this on this show. The one individual that's part of that leadership that I do um, have a lot of respect for is Connor McDavid. I agree. And it's because totally he can agree. say things like this. It's honest. It was open. Um, it was as much a message to his organization as it was his teammates as it was to the fan base um, and he's he's emerging as someone that's going to tell it like it is he's just he's just a leader and I, yeah. I was happy he said it
0: I think this is a very interesting uh, maturity with McDavid and I think also it's an interesting maturity with the NHL in the sense that I think players are a lot less uh, afraid to say these things nowadays I feel like if this would have happened like 10 years ago he would have got lambasted in the media being like how dare you talk blah 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 bad And or this is going to cause so much controversy and to be honest I've heard many rumblings after this comment which also kind of makes me upset <clears throat> that the Oilers are in panic mode after this comment after these comments uh, in a sense that like they really wanted to appease Connor they maybe even had a change in their GM uh, search because of it and like maybe, I mean, those are definitely speculations, but at the same time having a leader come out like this and say these things is such a breath of fresh air because he is the conduit to, like, the fans. Like, if you could have asked any fan, this is probably what it would have said. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, totally. I mean, I also think that there's something, I I mean, I think there's lots of players on the team that if had said this, it would have been a much different story and a much very... I mean, you gotta think, like, if Drysaddle comes out and says that, yeah, you're right. If uh, you're totally right, Cassian comes out and says it. the like a Russian player would have said. I it. mean, there's only one guy on the team that can say what he said, and he did it. And I mean, he's the captain; he's responsible for the team, mm-hmm. and he has that right and, and that opportunity. I mean, is there the, the Oilers should be panicking? The Oilers should have been panicking from the moment. And that's that the they thing that makes me upset <clears throat> uh, is that when, when I so, hear that, that, that they're going to panic now.
0: Like, come on, you've been panicking years. I
1: feel like that maybe is a bit overblown. Connor McDavid got hurt in Calgary. He did. Tore was, some ligaments.
0: That was very scary. <laughs> it's I, broke. It's broke. You remember? <laughs> so I it out. It broke. <laughs> just, he could, like, lip read. And, and I'm like, I was like, oh, I really hope he's like, this is Tobias Reeder. This is Reader's fault. Um, no, it was scary injury because it really reminded me of the first injury he had um, with uh, Brennan Manning. So it was, and he was out for like when that injury happened. It happened in November. He came back in like February. He was out for like four months. Yeah. So I am a little. I was a little worried about that. Uh, but well, and it's
1: also how Samkos broke his leg, or well, basically the same play. Yeah.
0: So I was. I'm a little worried about it. Um, at the same time, I'm happy that he's not going to surgery.
1: Yeah, yeah. It looks like a little bit of a ligament tear. The rehab starts immediately. Look, if you're going to pick a game for McDavid to get hurt, it's probably the best one—the last game of the season. Giordano, what are your thoughts? Dirty play?
0: It's a hockey play, in a sense that I've seen it many times happen. Not saying it's like it should be legal, but he did trip him, and it was like. I don't think Giordano's a dirty player I don't think he's I have I think he's gonna he might win the Norris this year like he's been fantastic this year I I don't think that he intentionally tried to hurt McDavid I think he was intentionally just trying to get the puck away and like I said like I've seen Chris Russell do that shit too right And but I don't think Chris Russell's a dirty player I don't think Giordano's a dirty player what do you think?
1: I think Giordano didn't want to look like a doofus, like McConnor McDavid looked, made Dowdy look like that one time. Yeah, that's true. Um, I Ooh. think it was a dangerous play, I think it was a stupid play, and I think it was dirty. And I and dirty? I felt like that from the moment <laughs> I saw it, and it wasn't in the sense that... you um, uh, think you should have been suspended? Do I think you should have been suspended? Mm-hmm. No. Because it's... in. There's only one player where that is as dangerous as it is and that's Connor McDavid. No one is as no one is as fast. Right. And no one but you know where he's going to go every time and when yep. you get beat the idea of like diving to like quote unquote try and get the puck but actually take out his leg while he's driving the net. No, I I mean he put he purposely got his shoulder and his arm in front of Connor's feet and they were go and you know it's not like like you just sometimes you just get beat. And yeah. I think that it was
0: who said that? There's someone who said it in the auditors that was like, said basically the same thing that you said. It was like, you got beat. After you get beat, you just let him go. Like, you, if you not diving- in that
1: way. And the last game of the season, that means nothing. Like, yeah. it
0: was. Especially for both teams. It means nothing for both teams.
1: Like, it was. That, that's why I was like, I mean, I get that everyone wants to play hard and you should play. There, there shouldn't be any difference between the first game and the last game of the season. Okay, I can take that to a point, but I don't know. Like, I. I look at that play, and I'm like, this is a guy who got beat, and so just went for his leg to try and trip him up. Right. But forgot that it, it was literally, the guy was going twice as fast as he was.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. I can see where you're coming from. I really can. I
1: like, that's why I'm like... I mean, I think it was just, one, stupid. It was stupid. Uh, maybe it wasn't dirty, per se, but, like...
0: It was a stupid play. I am with you on that, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, I think that, like...
1: I, I mean, I, I... I don't know, like, should he have been suspended? Probably not, but I, I think he got off too easily on it.
0: Yeah. You may be right. I think, also- and honestly,
1: someone needs to run him next year. thats why Lucic is there.
0: <laughs> wow. All right. Well, inciting violence. All right. That's cool. <laughs> Pretty off-brand this is, this for the show. This is how we're going.
1: <laughs> someone should have run Giordano
0: that game. I think someone did, didn't they? Or at least tried know, to. Everyone was in shock. <laughs> It's like Conor is going to be an AMP PT. This, this is Milan Lucic. This is your point. This is the whole, thing is the whole you're reason here. why you're there.
1: Well, you know why? He wasn't playing. Because <laughs> he sucks. The first game of the season he was scratched it was the one game we needed him.
0: <laughs> what is Think about gonna, all the other games we could have <laughs> scratched. Milan Lucic. What is. Seriously, though, like, I. What was he going to do there? What was Milan Lucic going to do there? Just, like, shove him a couple times, maybe punch him? He
1: was going to encapsulate the frustration that was the Edmonton earlier season. <laughs> yeah,
0: he just wanted, just wanted to see some justice. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: Well, Obviously, I'm being a bit facetious, and we do not endorse the violence. In <laughs> no. fact, we hate fighting on this podcast. <laughs> we but. really do.
0: Uh, good news is, McDavid, no surgery. Looks like it's a strain. Looks like he'll be fine for camp. Good news, good news, good news. Um... As well, did you see the Oilers tweet when they tweeted out about
1: and then the LA's response? Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: yeah. so they were, I
1: saw it last night.
0: Or tweeted out like it was just like an update. We will have the best medical staff available yeah. and they're doing this. And I'm, and they're like this means nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Elliot was like Elliot Freeman was like this I, like by the way this means that he doesn't need surgery and is on. A-. I'm like what the fuck is wrong with the Oilers? Seriously? Yeah.
1: Like, weird flex, bro, was, yeah. I think, the, the tweet yeah. from L.A. Yeah,
0: exactly it. Oh, boy. Like we
1: have really good doctors. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. It's amazing. Amazing doctors. Yeah. The best. <laughs> um, did you watch the, the other, our, our Stanley Cup? Did you watch the lottery draft?
1: No, I didn't. Although, um... I made a really unfortunate yeah, text message you, to you. I,
0: was like, I feel like Ooh. I won the playoff,
1: I, I playoff draft.
0: <laughs> so
1: Elliot, I, yeah, you tell him.
0: Elliot tweeted me maybe like five hours before the draft started and was like, if the Oilers win the draft, I'm doing the show without my shirt on. And I'm like, okay, I'm screenshotting this. just so like, <laughs> you know.
1: So when the Oilers didn't win the draft... <laughs> I won. See, I'm all about putting myself in win-win situations.
0: <laughs> that is a good Either I'm doing the show with a shirt on percentage. or yes. we're drafting first overall. Really? Yeah, that was an 8% bet. There would that have was been an good. interesting
1: thing. It was like if we Oilers moved up to second or third, then we would have had an interesting Which conversation about um, whether or not.
0: Would uh, you need like a tank top, maybe a crop top or something like yeah, that? Yeah, probably. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah, we would have to have a conversation about that. Luckily for you, that didn't happen. Uh, Unlucky for the Oilers, they moved down to pick 8th. There's still some good players available at Uh, 8th. Yes,
1: tell us, draft expert. Oh, you want to know? What's the fellow's name? Like, uh, Starts with a C. Uh,
0: Okay, so...
1: Young defenseman out of Lethbridge, or young forward out of Lethbridge.
0: (laughs) Out of Lethbridge? Let's see. Uh, From Lethbridge... No, not on no, this list. No one there. <laughs> no one in on this list. Um, the, the, actually, the person that I was thinking of that they're going to draft is because the Oilers love their WHL people. is Peyton Krebs uh, from Winnipeg. <clears throat> he was the first overall pick in the 2016 WHL Bantam draft. He's actually pretty damn good. He's a damn good player. Um, he could be landing in for the Oilers in eighth. Um, <clears throat> and at the same time, he, it shows that he's actually like, like a good leader, a good captain material, um, just a steady Eddie person. Uh, he was a point per game player um, 68 points in 64 games in a very shitty team to be honest so Peyton Krebs is one to watch out for the other one that people are talking about is yeah Alex Turkett from the United States National Development Program um, and he is also uh, one of the one of the better offensive players so yeah that's the two players that I think that the Oilers can draft in during that time I don't know He's a really good scorer. Um, I've heard many good things about Alex Jerkett, so
1: I'd like to see the Oilers draft a general manager first.
0: Yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so Nicholson said that in a press, I think in the, the last press, draft, which he did with, with Keith Gretzky, by the way, which we'll also talk about a little bit later. Of
1: uh, course he did.
0: Nicholson said that he will most likely not um, hire a uh, president of hockey operations and a gm so he's not gonna hire like two people he's just more likely focusing on the gm search right now um and gretzky's gonna hold the helm until that time until he hires a gm um saying that though bob Stoffer, jim matheson terry jones were all basically
1: within minutes of each other
0: basically within minutes of each other all tweeted out these like fiery, fiery defense of Keith Kretzky, saying his draft record is solid, uh, he should be in line for the job, like he deserves it, and then Matheson, even like two days later, wrote this article about he deserves the job. Um, <clears throat> both Buffstopper and Jim Matheson were all on about that. I didn't read the Terry Jones because I blocked him, but um, this is the inbred I feel like media. it was
1: Jones. I, maybe I might have been wrong about that. Look, There's this thing that happens in politics sometimes where um, you're looking at maybe a controversial decision. Maybe something that you're not sure – it's likely a 50-50 split, but you want to see which side you end up on. So what you do is you tell one of your staffers – Media friends. To leak it to your media, the media. And you get – you sort of make a decision – Based on what the reaction to that leak n- gossip is, basically, um, I'm not saying that that's what's happening here.
0: I but having exactly spent what a lot here. of time in media,
1: um, and and I, I know the media game pretty well, and also how these things work. It feels like that's what this was. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I think we've been really clear from the start. I mean, at least I have, for my reasons. I think you have different reasons for coming to the same conclusion. Um, that I think Keith Gretzky is an atrocious choice for general manager for no other reason but that the optics are so bad. Yep. And in Edmonton, um, the media runs the show, and you really need a tight ship around the organization. And I think the perception that's put forward of elevating Keith Gretzky, even if he is deserving of the job, I think there's lots of people that are deserving of the job. It's just what's the right fit and what's going what's gonna to make the best decision. Right. Um even though he is deserving of the job, is so bad for the organization that you s- just simply cannot elevate him. No, no, in the city, and and it's not fair. It's not right. I get that, and and there's lots of merit to that pushback. I'm not sure you're going to offer it, but I'm sure someone will. Yeah. Um. But look, this is where we're at as an organization because you guys have allowed it to get to this place by, you know, leaking stuff to people like Stoffer, Matheson, and Jones to see how it's going to feel. Yeah, The no media runs the organization.
0: I totally agree. And this, <clears throat> you're absolutely right, this actually does happen in hockey. This happens with trades for example. This happens with, like, for example, if, I don't know, let's just pretend the Oilers are going after Artemi Panera in the trade deadline. I don't know why they would do that, but whatever. Uh, someone would leak out to be, like, would our training parameter be a good fit for the Yes, and you would see like two other articles around that it is sometimes because the GM is leaking that to the media to see what other people would see see other how other teams feel it's a little it's a game that they play this was such an overt game and the way that Matheson and Stoffer got ratioed on Twitter about this kind of shows the toxicity around the Keith Gretzky name right now and you're right maybe it is a little bit of unfairness because he does have a pretty, it's a, it's an okay record in the NHL. I don't. He would be like, if this was the Nashville Predators, for example, maybe you could be like, well, you know, he's in contention. He's the best fit. Blah blah blah. It wouldn't be this, but because it's the Gretzky name, because he was part of the Shirelli um, management team, like all these things is just it's terrible, 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 and I. And the more and the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this was one of the worst run management teams that we've had in the cap year. All these people should not be here. <laughs> this was what I thought on it now. Strong take. It is a strong take, but I'm like, I'm willing to defend it at the same time.
1: Oh, we're I- going to have the episode. We are going to have the episode. <laughs> the
0: Shirelli episode.
1: That, that was a drive by on Peter Shirelli. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having that here. There's it's about a, as much integrity in that comment as there is in a Bob Soffer tweet after a loss. This is a
0: smear campaign, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fear and smear.
0: Uh, yeah, at the same time, I, I, even without all that, this is a bad it would be a bad choice. The one name I keep hearing the most, though, and I think it's regaining traction, is Mike Gillis. Which is would be a really interesting choice. And also, like... One that I kind of support now. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm very happy to that, that Nicholson, I really hope we get this right. I really, really hope we get this right. And whoever it's going to be, the other speculate, not speculation, the other thing that Nicholson said, that the GM's going to pick the coach. Uh, so they're going to hire a GM, then that GM's going to hire the coach. Speculation saying that either it could be Hitch, most likely it won't be. I think Hitch is done. I think most people are saying he's done after this year. He might have a role with the Oilers, but if that was Hitchcock's last game in Calgary, what did you think of the Hitchcock era in Edmonton? Uh,
1: I really liked Ken Hitchcock. I think that there was players that really excelled under him. I think once McDavid and Drysaddle found their feet and found the new defensive system, I mean, obviously we saw career years, um, he was really able to recognize how good mm-hmm. um, Nuge was. I mean, someone like Cassian, I think it fits his game really well. I don't think Hitch is done.
0: You don't think Hitch is done as a coach? Nope. <clears throat> we'll see in like two months or three months. That's right. I, I'm, I'm going to hold you that, to that one because I think he's he. I think he's done.
1: I think there's. I think this his stock is really <clears throat> low. It's time to buy on Hitch. <laughs>
0: This is like the to- buy-on Tobias Reader argument. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about uh, what's coming up. Obviously, we've got the offseason, a yeah. new GM search. Yeah. Uh, you know, we disagree about whether there's a new coach, but you have a new coach here, which shows your bias. Yes. Uh, we've got an eighth overall draft pick. <laughs> Woo. So here's what we're going to do. After today, we're going to come back every two weeks, We're yeah. gonna uh, and we're going to go through. We're going to do some player grades. We're going to talk about the yes. season that was. We're going to talk about all these things that are going on. And things flare up throughout the summer. Um, but we are going to go to a two-week schedule, a yes. bi-weekly schedule, and you know what? I'm looking forward to going through this season, and 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 there will be the Peter Shirelli Ooh. debate show.
0: That should be just a just a, that, that. We should might be have to show. Show. We might
1: have to bring in a moderator.
0: <laughs> we'll bring, I'm already working. I'm
1: already working on my <laughs> debate binder. <laughs> great, I'll bring
0: mine as well, <laughs> this will be great.
1: <laughs> so let's take a quick break and then we'll jump back and talk about who we're supporting this playoff season.
0: All right, so we didn't want to end off in like raiding players or anything like that. I mean, we could do that next time. And we just wanted to talk about the end of the season, uh, what the heck's going on with the orders organization. Um, we can leave all of that aside now. Which is good. I think this was done after this, and now we can just focus on clean slate yeah, and caring about the playoffs. Yes, because I love the playoffs as well.
1: Yeah, I texted you, may- you last night. Yeah. I was like watching Calgary game, and I was like, I don't like, I don't even really care who wins this game, but it is so good to watch.
0: Yeah, I love watching playoff games. They're so much fun. Even though, like, I wish the Oilers were on it, but at the same time, like, just watching games is. Pretty incredible. We just saw the Islanders take a three-nothing lead over the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's kind of exciting. Like anything can happen now. Anything can happen. I mean, Columbus is up to nothing on on a, like a juggernaut team with a Lightning. So is Columbus your team then? Columbus was my team for a bit. It's been my team for a while. You love Columbus. I love Columbus. I love Columbus. they there. I was had serious doubts because of the way they ended their season and. That they were facing the Lightning well, the I was Lightning like, were insane
1: Like the best team on paper
0: Yeah, and the best team for a long, long time In yep. any season um, So I thought that they were going to get trampled But not good for them, man 2 nothing, And they, these are not games that they're like losing by like one goal I mean, winning by one goal It was a 4-1 win. 4-1 last night. Crazy. Crazy. Who are you cheering for in the playoffs?
1: Okay, so I told you this before, but i got to put it on the record. (laughs) San Jose needs to win the Stanley Cup. Otherwise, Joe Thornton is going to die on the ice. (laughs) (laughs) They will keep re-signing him, and he will just keep playing. Just let Joe have the cup so he can retire. (laughs) This is just like a a pity cup. (laughs) I really like San Jose. I've liked San Jose all year. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a a once-in-sort-of-a-generation team. Carlson is not going to be back next year. Yep. Uh, I like the move that they made. It was last year for Evander Kane. Yeah. And how he's kind of folded into it. Logan Couture, obviously one of the best players in the league. Agreed. Uh, Probably a bit underrated given because of where he plays. Yep. Um, Brett Burns. Yeah. Joe Thornton again. I mean, I I, like that team is really good. Mm -hmm. It's built to contend. And I really want to see Joe Thornton win a Stanley Cup.
0: Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. And when San Jose. And he's like seventh all time in points, or something like that. Mm, yep, he's like, like such a seventh co- all time. Quietly, like one of the best players of all time. Like, and seriously, because when you when you think of like best players in this era, you you start naming off some names, and Joe Thornton is probably not going to come no. in your top ten. Um, he is one of the better players, and he he had hat trick this year. He almost had his four. Four goal game? Did yeah. You, the <laughs> what, what? What? They call it? The did you? You're, you You know about the thing about the four goal game, right? No, it's ridiculous. But he said, because um, Hurdle got a four goal game one time, and and someone, I think it was a was a media was in the dressing room and was like, he. He's like, "Oh, you seem uh, pretty excited for the four-goal game." And then Joe Thornton on the other side, like just from the, across the hall, he's like, "He's like, Hurdle just got four goals in a game, man. Is if if I had four goals in a game, I would just take out my penis and stroke it, just stroke it all over the place." <laughs> this a legit quote from Joe Thornton.
1: All right, got to find this quote. <laughs> and
0: so when he got three goals, everyone was so excited. <laughs> so, give him the fourth goal, please. <laughs> so, big fan of Joe Thornton.
1: Yeah, I love Joe Thornton, honestly. I do, and I really like San Jose. And I think they've been good for a long time. That, that organization has really been well put together. They consistently have had good teams for yeah. a long time. Um, it would be really easy to be – yeah, I just – I honestly, I, I think it's it's time for them, and I felt I, like that for a while, and that's what I'm true for. I think that they can beat everyone in the West. Um, I thought that their challenge might be Tampa Bay, and that might not even be an issue. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, San Jose-Washington final, I could see that. I could see that. That would be a great – Oveshkin versus Thornton, that would be a great series. That
0: would be a great series. I – I'm also cheering for and they're not going to do anything unfortunately this year. Was Carolina wasn't one of the teams cuz I just they had a really fun year the whole storm yeah, totally. thing but they're going to get beat by Washington. They are already losing to Washington 2 nothing. So it, I don't know, you never things they
1: push one of those games overtime. I really like Washington though too. I would love to see Ovechkin go on a little run here maybe 3 and f- cups in 4 years or something like that for making up for all that time. Um
0: yeah, is there a player that you're cheering for? Is besides Joe Thornton? Joe
1: Thornton, I, you know, I always cheer for Ovechkin. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, he's you know he's one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. We get to, we've got to watch him now. He basically joined the league when I was really started being invested in hockey. So I've kind right. of watched, got to watch his entire career. Obviously, the Crosby Ovechkin kind of. Battle has been an interesting one, and, yeah. and, and been a, a feature of the NHL for a long time. So I always, I always kind of cheer for him. Me. Mean, if I, if I was, I usually try and pick one team from every division mm-hmm. or every conference. Um, <laughs> and so my teams this year are Washington and San, San Jose. Jose.
0: Yeah, I mean CBJ for for me for sure. But like for the West, I feel like like I'm I picking Nashville. Nashville's in a tough stop right now, but like. I want PK Subban to to win a cup as well. Yeah, like, yeah I, I'm with you on that. That's one player that I like. Would love to see him win, win a cup. Is PK Subban just because he has been like I don't know. He's such a like such a charismatic player, but like people just drag on him sometimes, and it's like unfair, unfairly, unfairly. Yeah. So it's just. I would love for him to just raise that Stanley Cup. I think it would be fantastic and amazing. Oh, it would be a big
1: fuck you to Montreal.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, which always is always amazing. <laughs> um, is there any teams that you're not cheering for, that you want them gone?
1: That I want gone. I mean, it's crazy to think this. The obvious answer, and I think I know your answer, will mm-hmm. be Calgary, mm-hmm. um, being Edmonton fans. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm actually, I really like Calgary. I really like the way their team is built. I like that they're having success. Um, I don't know, that old, like, vitriolic Edmonton-Calgary hatred. Like, during the season when you're playing the Oilers, of course, like, I, I hate it. But I got to say, like, it's time, man. A Canadian team hasn't won the Cup in so long it's true. that even if it was Calgary, I would be fine with it.
0: Really? I don't know if I'd be fine with it. I, think, I don't mind Calgary going far in the playoffs. I'd rather <laughs>
1: see Calgary win the Cup than Vancouver or well, Toronto. Oh, I hate Toronto. I don't want Toronto to win. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah sorry. Like, yeah, yeah, Jimmy obviously. Bro. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I forgot about Toronto. Please. Yeah, no, Toronto, never. <laughs> never, never. I would rather see Calgary win than Toronto for sure.
0: Oh, 100%. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: you see Kaji running around yesterday. Oh, bad. I, was there any word on the suspension yet?
0: Uh, no, but he got an, he got an in-person hearing. There, when you get an in-person hearing, that's, yeah. that's, that's bad news. Yeah. That's usually you get a suspension. Out of what that. would you say? If you had to guess. Did you see the play? I did. It was a three-game suspension last time he got suspended, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's gone 4-3 every time. He's been suspended four times.
0: Twice. But once in the playoffs, for sure. Last year he got suspended yeah. in the playoffs. I'm thinking he's a fiver. I'm thinking he's done for the series. I really do. I think he's he's not going to come back so for the series. General
1: rule is uh, one playoff game is worth two regular season mm-hmm. games,
0: so you'd say it's a 10-game suspension yeah, hit. Yeah, this was a 10-game... If this was... He, Dick was did not have the puck. He actually skated away from the puck. Caudry intentionally went to Jake Debrusk to hit him in the head. Cross-checked yeah, he him in the head. Yeah, cross-checked him in the face. And not only that, he's a repeat defender.
1: I think five is probably a good guess. I, if if you set the line at five and a half, four and a half, four and a half, a half.
0: Four and a half? Yeah, I think he's over. I think he's five.
1: Over? Yeah, I think he's five. I think it's under. I think it's probably four. I think it's probably an eight-game suspension in the regular season. Yeah. Eight or seven. I think they go to eight, and he loses four games.
0: Yeah. I think he's not coming back in the series. I mean,
1: we're really just splitting hairs here. Yeah, but. pretty
0: much. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think that Cadre is is going to come back for this series and deserved it. Like, I don't... That hit was... Like, we talked about Giordano hit over, like, over McDavid. That, like, the Cadre hit over Debrusque was...
1: Well, it was... Yeah, he went after dirty. him and he was mad. It was mad dirty. And,
0: It was bad. And that's why I'm like... Man, I
1: think he was obviously trying to cross-check him in the shoulder and Dabruss got his arm up and then it leads up. But you know what? But you, you know what? You put yourself like, in that situation. That's no, not a defense. It's...
0: That's what happened, no. but I mean, so four or five games. Yeah, that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. I, you know what? in speaking of the Leafs, like, the only reason why I don't want the Leafs to win anything is because of the Leafs' media. Is really it. Like, for the players in guard, I'm like, I don't mind John Tavares. I don't mind Austin Matthews. awesome as a Latino, man. Like, I need cheer for Austin Matthews. Um, I don't mind Mitch Marner, even though <laughs> there was a video of him, like, like circling ice cream like, a, like an eight-year-old. But that was just funny. <laughs> um, I like these players. I don't mind these players. It's just I I can't stand. I just the like media. <laughs> our
1: media to like cover something other than Toronto. And yeah. the only way that happens is when Toronto's is yeah. either not good or not in the playoffs. Exactly. So we need to get them out of the playoffs.
0: That's the reason. And then just I'm, for them to lose to Boston every year is just. It's I funny. love it. I'm fine with it. Yeah.
1: I, I you know I've come to love Boston because they are the bane of both the Vancouver Canucks and Toronto yeah, Maple Leafs. So
0: good for you Boston we're now Boston fans this yes. is now a Boston podcast Yeah,
1: <laughs> I would take Boston out of the west Boston San Jose
0: Boston out of the east uh, San Jose yeah I like Boston Boston's Boston was like legitimately the second best team in the league this year so yeah I mean if it's a Boston CBJ second round that'd be fun but we'll see this we is, will see this will be a fun playoff. In two
1: weeks will be about the same point into the second round right correct Correct. Looking
0: forward to it. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So anyways, that is the show. You want to do, run down some predictions in every series thus far? Oh, well, let's do that. We've got we some, some uh, We've got some help, obviously. we got some series that are obviously 3 nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As in like the Islanders. <laughs>
0: I'm picking the Pittsburgh Penguins yeah. to come back in 7. <laughs>
1: let's look at, uh, why don't we take a look at where we think every series is going to land.
0: Okay. Okay. San Jose, Vegas.
1: Obviously San Jose.
0: Yeah uh how many what games? about
1: you
0: i'm picking the i'm picking vegas to be honest all right that's
1: rude um <laughs> obviously this guy has a death wish for joe Thornton i think the Sharks will pick it up in six there's
0: yeah. one one right it's it that that series is fun to watch too like that san jose vegas game last game was yeah. really good um Andres Pittsburgh we just saw they three at three one not three nothing up I
1: think we're pretty confidently going to pick the Islanders. Would you say it's a sweep, or do you think Pittsburgh gets one? No, it's going
0: to be five games.
1: Five games. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to say it's a sweep.
0: Yeah. To be a contrarian, (laughs) Predator Stars.
1: Predator Stars is a really good series, and I think everyone. I I think if you weren't picking this series to go to seven, um, you weren't following it. (laughs) The season this year, (laughs) exactly. I am going to take the Dallas stars in seven games in overtime. Ooh, in games I like that. I, that that's how I close like they I like the overtime
0: one. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm with you there. I think Dallas has some really good... Uh, their goaltending has been fantastic. It's a coin flip. Those, guys, coin are, flip. those guys are a coin flip. Yeah. Uh, Winnipeg, St. Louis.
1: St. Louis up 2-0. Basically, what everyone was saying, Winnipeg is really tanked. Something weird happened Something halfway in happened. the last uh, little bit here. I mean, I don't think that... The, tru- the trouble is too; they're going back to San Jose and St. San- Louis, Saint and St. Louis, yeah. Louis is up two games. It's bad. I mean, I think Winnipeg's still got something left, but I think St. Louis wins in sixth.
0: St. Louis has been on momentum ever since they like like they they were one of the worst teams in the league, and ever since then they've just been on fire. So St. Louis, good for them. Uh, yeah, if Winnipeg loses in the first round, I'm going to see a lot of changes in Winnipeg. Like there's going to be some major issues there. Canadian market, yeah, can't do anything, right? Nope. Uh, Calgary, Colorado.
1: 1 1. Watched the game last night, was really, really surprised good. at how good Colorado was, actually. Nathan McKinnon is a star, hey?
0: Mm-hmm. He's fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, I forgot how good he is. When you don't watch other teams a lot and yeah. you see them and.
0: That shot was a laser. Yeah. So good. I am going to
1: take Calgary, but I think it's going to be a hard fought. I, I, I was kind of picking Calgary in five mm-hmm. to start. I think now it's like Calgary in six or seven.
0: I'm with you there. I mean, I think Calgary has better players offensive-wise and defensive-wise. They're goalies, though. Like, I don't trust Mike Smith for a second. And goalies lose and win playoff series. I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado wins this series just because of that. Yeah, you Um, said you would pick them. Yeah. But you know what? I might go back on that. Like, I'm going to pick Calgary in seven. Like, I think this will be a really close series. Much too close for Calgary's comfort. Um, but yeah, that's what I think too. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, like I said, I don't trust Mike Smith. Uh, we talked about San Jose. Uh, Columbus Lightning.
1: I am going to say that Tampa Bay Lightning win this back? series in six games.
0: You do the what the, the four game sweep four after this? Four game
1: sweep after this.
0: I could see that too. This is this thing of Bob's, man. Uh, I love CBJ. They, this is a big game for them today. Um, they need to win this game, or else, like this again last year, they were up to nothing w- against the Capitals, and they blew, they blew up. So, yeah. I that could see that happening. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm still picking CBJ. All right, that's good. And we we, we caught your hands on that one too. Yeah, I'm picking CBJ on that. Um, Boston, Toronto.
1: I think this is another close one. This reminds me of Dallas, Nashville. Uh, I think these teams are really close. But it'd be interesting to see what Cadre suspension does to this series.
0: I think Boston's got momentum. I think Boston will be able to win this series. I think Boston is going to win as well, and I don't think Boston's going to destroy the Leafs. To be honest, I think Boston's going to win in five. This is they're going to go. This, this three is a bull prediction. Yeah, this is my bull prediction. All right. All right. I think Boston is a really damn good team, and I think the, the, they think they 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 got the Leafs where they where they want them. Okay. That's my that's my bull prediction. Fair enough. Um. Washington Carolina, you're picking Washington, right?
1: Yeah, I guess the question is whether you choose them in a sweep or if you know you think Carolina's gonna win a game <laughs> or two.
0: I think Carolina wins a game or two. I think Washington in five. That's my guess.
1: I'm gonna take Washington in four.
0: Wow, a sweep. Awesome. That's it. Like who do you and you want San Jose to win, right?
1: And I want San I want San Jose out of the west and I want either Washington or Boston out of the east, but probably Washington.
0: Yeah. I could see that. I think Boston's gonna. I think Boston's going to go to the finals this year, and I think if Calgary doesn't win, you know what? This is my bold prediction. If if, if Vegas beats San Jose, I'm picking Vegas to the final. Yeah, that's my bold yep. prediction. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see next couple weeks here. Uh, we're gonna hash out the schedule uh, and figure it out from there. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys again in the next two weeks. We'll come back and talk more about the playoffs, and we'll have our infamous Peter Torelli episode. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. So- Elliot, where can people find you to, to give you their um, their takes about Peter Shirelli and yeah, tell you how any, wrong you are? Any
1: sort of positives that you want about Peter <laughs> Shirelli, I'm going to be bringing that to the table. I'm going to be representing Peter Shirelli in the debate. I can tell you right now, there's not even a question
0: about this. <laughs> yeah, I know you will. <laughs> uh, at Tanty Yeg. And you can just um, forward all your bad trades and the bad. Don't, drive- you don't need to. Herman's already got I them got all. I got them all. But you know what? Just do it. Just to give me a little bit of encouragement. You can do that at German, not German, on Twitter. He um, doesn't need any encouragement. Yeah, I I love love all of you guys. Have a wonderful two weeks. Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy not complaining about the Oilers. Just enjoy hockey. Have a wonderful two weeks. We'll see you next time on the 104 Podcast.